Welcome to Girl Power Pod, the podcast to inspire and motivate women to feel empowered to pursue their dreams. In this episode, I'm meeting up with Danielle Bohain, who talks about the importance of building a streamlined business and how it is to travel around the world as a photographer together with her husband. Welcome to Girl Power Pod. I'm so pleased to have you here. Could you please let our listener know a bit about who you are and maybe how you get into photography? Okay, great. Well, um, my name's Danelle Bohain and I'm a photographer based in New Zealand and I primarily shoot weddings and I've been doing it for about coming up to my 10th year next year. So starting to feel old even though I'm not quite 30 yet. (laughs) But yeah, I had the opportunity to kind of um, delve into photography after studying at university in 2007, or no, sorry, 2008 and 2009. Um, And I was living at home and I thought it's probably the perfect opportunity, low risk, didn't have many overheads financially um, to have to cover. so I just decided to, you know, get into photography. I didn't really have ambitions to be a wedding photographer, um, but I think the inevitable, ine- inevitable happens, sorry, um, and someone asked you to photograph their wedding. And, yeah, from that point, I kind of decided that it was something that I actually really enjoyed. Um, I always had a real big interest in photojournalism, more than the commercial side of photography. Um, Yeah, and I mean, even nine years ago, the industry is completely different to how it is today. But um, yeah, it it was changing quickly at that time, and there was a few photographers that were, I guess, really inspiring to me um, because they were turning, um, I guess, the industry on its head of how um, weddings could be photographed in a creative way mm-hmm. without the Dutch, you know, tilt shift and spot colouring. Yeah. Who knows, it'll probably end up coming back. But, <laughs> yeah. Take the trend back. <laughs> yeah, and I just kind of realised that I was really interested in the human connection side of things. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it was kind of the perfect job in that regards for me. So what did you study at the university? I actually studied photography. I actually only did a diploma, so it was only two years. I could have gone on and to do my degree. Um, But I was feeling like I had quite a bit of direction and had enough motivation to, you know, email other photographers asking, um, you know, for assistant roles or... Um, to be an intern in the office, whether it was sorting out their travel receipts or (laughs) 
I don't know, cleaning the floors. I have painted a lot of like sykes in my day, <laughs> in the early days. So, yeah, got, you know, a lot of white paint on me in those days. And yeah, it was, it was great. I was still in that environment to learn. That was definitely more for like commercial photographers, but yeah, um, it was really inspiring. And I thought that I definitely would love to create, create a career out of this. That's cool. <laughs> How did you get into photography? Did you develop your interest before the university or? Yeah, I think like I was encouraged um, by my granddad. He always used to send me a little roll of film on my birthday with a $10 note um, tucked inside of it so I could get it developed. And I think I got one of his old cameras or one of my uncle's old cameras who was also, I guess, an avid photographer, not not wasn't their careers but they had a really great eye and yeah just I was never like pressured by my parents um to follow a particular like path in life in terms of um dreams or um not I guess not careers at that age but even hobbies like they, they were very encouraging as parents um and encouraged me in the, any kind of interest I had um so yeah it was really encouraged to create even if I was like <laughs> taking horrendous photos of like the cows in the paddock next door or of our cat Benny at the time or like flowers on rocks <laughs> I actually when I host my workshops I always like open my um workshops with like slides of some of the first images that I've taken and they're pretty bad but I think what the great thing was is that I, I was learning to create at a young age and even in like primary school and intermediate um so that's up to like yeah like age 12 my art teacher said I had like no gifting in the art world at all and I was like really discouraged by that just probably because I couldn't paint really well um and I ended up changing into a school in town and um yeah they offered photography for the last three years of high school mm-hmm. and yeah I just really like flourished and enjoyed that particular subject the most and I guess at that point I was like I definitely want to do this as a career and um yeah it's amazing what kind of lifestyle it can open up as well yeah you get to travel quite a lot you don't only shoot weddings in New Zealand yeah I feel lucky that I've had like the opportunity to shoot overseas um and this job I mean it's definitely like a trending thing in our industry at the moment to do or be a destination wedding photographer um But I don't think that's like the definition of success in this industry. Um, but for um, where I am at, at in life and with my husband, we thought it was an amazing opportunity to be able to see the world and meet incredible people along the way. Um, so yeah, it's been a wild ride and a really fun one. Um, and I love home as much as I do love being overseas as well so it can have some of the best days of your life and also can have some pretty bad days yeah. you know like when you have a bad travel day they can be like awful yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if anyone's had an experience yeah. with travel they'll know what I mean by that <laughs> yeah I totally get what you mean with it could be quite challenging to travel and I've done quite a lot of traveling myself and I know how challenging it could be on a personal level but you definitely 
yeah, you learn a lot from it for sure. <laughs> so you mentioned that your husband is working with you now to help you help you out with your business. How did you guys come up to make that decision? Yes, he is. So about two years ago, um, Dirk came on board into the business um, and I guess I was just overwhelmed with the amount of work that I had on and um, it was either looking at having someone come and be my admin assistant um, and work with me but Dirk was kind of in between jobs anyway and wasn't quite sure he wanted to stay in his um industry which is quite different which is he was like a crossfit coach (laughs) so (laughs) pretty different from photography but Dirk's naturally quite a creative person so he came on board two years ago and we've kind of I feel like only just now we've kind of got to the rhythm of things and really we were so busy in the last year with um, work that we didn't really have or prioritize I should say time to sit down and develop the business but I felt like the last six months we've really had um, time to be able to do that and yeah being able to look kind of what we want to do in the future and with the business that we have and yes so yeah I kind of feel like we've got some more vision now. So what's your vision now and long-term plan? Yeah, well, so for us, um, it's always hard because we would love to have a family at some point, but the business has been very relying on me personally, and I'm the one that's going to have to have the child. So, <laughs> um, Well, you can take off your prime minister and get your husband to be a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she is the most amazing human being ever, so she's very inspiring. Yes, yeah, maybe Dirk can be the stay-at-home dad. Yeah. No, but we know for us family is going to be very much of a shared responsibility, and we wanted to make that priority that um, the child sees me as much as he sees she or he or she whenever we have kids <laughs> um yeah it was being able to spend that time with Dirk as well but yeah so um yeah we've made some plans of um Dirk starting to do some videography work as well at weddings and yeah so that's kind of that but Dirk also has some other like dreams and ambitions so this might just be a five-year plan for us at the moment but um yeah five years is a long time yeah it is a lot can happen in five years so yeah we're really comfortable with that concept at the moment he's been a huge help and yeah there's a few other little things in the mix at the moment but still to firm up yeah um yeah and we obviously run workshops as well so Mm. yeah and he organizes all of them and I just kind of do the delivery on yeah. a day yeah <laughs> you just show up and and tell people how to take photos right yeah yeah <laughs> two hours on the stone yeah yes i was on the stone that's right <laughs> yeah so um yeah that's kind of where we're at at the moment what has been your biggest challenge in life so far and what have been some of your biggest learning outcome from it yeah i mean there's a couple um i think one thing for me is like um, I'm not really learning that I'm not like defined by what I do as a career. I think um, society and our culture can be really obsessed with um, jobs and that that makes up all 
of who you are as people. Um, but I think it's something that complements your life and it's a, it's a like a sphere of your world. And um, I guess for me, I don't want to be known as just like a photographer. <laughs> I want to be like a great friend to people and um, a good wife. Um, a good daughter I don't know lots of different elements but um, I mean at times in different parts of your life um, work can be a more primary focus and other areas kind of suffer um, especially when you head overseas a lot with work um, it's harder to keep up friendships with people like I feel really blessed that I've had really um loyal friends who understand where I'm at in life but um yeah it can be hard um at times um being away a lot you can have lonely moments I'm thinking I say I've jerk that comes along with me at times um but yeah I at times I feel like you know you're you're trying to be the best at everything but I just have to give myself grace at times that um there's seasons for focus in different areas of your life and then I think um in my career I guess one of the biggest challenges I think more in the early stage was um probably like comparing myself to other people in their journey and thinking like if I was only two years and I was looking at other photographers who had been doing it for a lot longer mm-hmm. and I was you know like I think it's good to be inspired by people but I guess I was like why can't I be at that point and I'm only here right now and just um I think it just causes a lot of like dissatisfaction on where you're at and and yeah I just think for me that um, that's something that I struggled with and also um, yeah a little another thing maybe would be like failing at times and things like thinking that I didn't do a good enough job but just realizing I think that it's actually a really good thing to fail because there's so much you can learn from that experience Um, and yeah but it I mean it's a hard journey when things don't go according to plan or um, yeah I um, have learnt a lot along the way, but I think there's probably some of the hardest things that I've probably found. I think it's important to not see failures as a letting yourself down, more as an opportunity to learn and you know and develop. And I think the point where you mentioned to not compare yourself to others is also something that can be very draining for your soul and for for your self-esteem if you do that. So what advice or what suggestion would you give to someone that might suffer from low self-esteem and might be comparing themselves a lot with others and have that feeling that I'm not good enough? I think one thing that I've learned is that I needed to realize that someone else, you don't know what the other person had to do to get to where they got to and what they had to sacrifice in life. And that might be something that you're really not willing to ever sacrifice. Like if you see someone who's a destination wedding photographer, who's constantly traveling and you're just sticking at home doing, you know, local weddings. Um, but they maybe like see their like, children once every three months or um but then you get to tuck your kids into bed 
every night like that's where it kind of comes back to with me talking about success I think they're both successful in their own ways and um not to look at I guess other people's lives and Mm -hmm. get jealous or compare yourself because yeah we all have our things that we're not willing to compromise on and I think um the most important thing is um and I also mention at my workshops quite often is to like look internally into your life and um find the things that you value the most and make those your priorities and um put systems in place within your business um and yeah on how you can then outwork that and become successful in the way that you think is success rather than what the industry says. Looking back at your last few years when you were in your early 20s, is this where you will imagine that you will be today? Oh, definitely not. I don't think so. It's not like, I guess, um, yeah, it's it's a weird thing to like reflect. I'm not one to actually reflect all too often. <laughs> um, I kind of just run with it and like don't stop. Um, but yeah, I don't think I imagined I would be like where I am today with my career. Um, and there's been so many people that have played a part in helping me where I've got to. But um, Yeah, I remember the first time I probably got like a feature in a magazine. Like I thought, oh, I've made it. Like <laughs> there couldn't be anything greater than that. And um, yeah, and then that becomes has become more of like a part of the everyday working of my business is like, you know, is submitting weddings and getting features in magazines and things like that. Um, which I feel so incredibly like lucky that I have that opportunity to. Um, but I think the best thing has been like all the amount of people that I have met along the way that's like really enriched my life um, on a really personal level, whether they, they be like clients um, from weddings that I've photographed in the past or other photographers I've met um, through travels and just being in the industry itself. Um, to me, I think that's one of like the greatest um assets I guess that I felt like I have now in my life as the amount of connections I've made along the way mm. rather than any sort of like accolade yeah. in the industry like they're flattering and nice and I think they're great to have awards and features that, um, that people see your work and mm. you can put on your website but um, to me there's nothing better than forming friendships and relationships with people So the last two years you've been working together with your husband. How is that traveling together and like sharing all that time together? Um, what are some of the key things that you that you have learned from it? <laughs> Maybe Jack should be <laughs> in here explaining. I'm probably one of the most difficult people to work with. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm like confident to a degree, but I think naturally I'm quite an introvert um, because I like love people, but I know that I get drained to a degree that I need to recharge by myself and refill my tank um so me adjusting to having someone within my space 
24-7. I mean, you know, you sleep next to each other at night, you wake up, you make your coffee together um, and then you go into work and, you know, you're sitting right next to each other. And, um, yeah, me just learning to be more adaptable (laughs) um, to, to that whole situation has been like a massive thing for me. If I say that would be one of my struggles <laughs> that I've had to overcome. <laughs> um, but now I know there's like ways that I need to like um, fill like my tank and pull myself away and have like a day to myself where I'll go out or um, spend time with another friend or mm. yeah, because I mean, working together is it's pretty hard at times and um i mean we wouldn't have it any other way we've really had some amazing moments um and like i was saying before we kind of done it we've done this we've chosen this as an option um for our future but also for us to be able to travel the amount that we've traveled um but yeah there's been um many many things i've learned um and i guess it's a good thing with marriage as well as like the purpose of it is to make each other better people and i really think if you work together that like fast tracks it by two thousand (laughs) percent um we've had lots of fights and that's okay um i think it's better out than in um and we just tackle things head on as they come and uh, yeah another thing I've had to really learn is how to communicate better um especially when I'm feeling a lot of stress with um, my workload um yeah so that's kind of some of the things that have been challenging for me personally yeah <laughs> so working a lot with um Brides. Yes. I can imagine they see it quite a lot of like lack of self-esteem and mm. even though it's like probably on the day where they feel the most beautiful ever. Yeah. And um, how do you deal with that or how would you like mm-hmm. the word to get that? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's hard to see people and I mean we all have our insecurities, so um I think if you're like a makeup artist, a hairstylist, photographer, you probably catch like the brunt end of people's insecurities because we're dealing with how people look. Mm -hmm. Um, And often that's what people are most insecure about, even if they don't have to be. No one has to be really. But um, yeah, I, I feel like for me, and it comes to... I guess the whole way that I have chosen to run my business is building trust from the beginning, from the beginning process, from when someone contacts me right until they get the delivery of their photos is that they're having a great experience with me and that they know that I can be trustworthy um, to take their photographs on their wedding day. And even giving my couples a really streamlined experience when it comes to the business side of things of how I doing my invoicing and contracts and having all these systems in place. Um, I think it does have an effect on how I'm photographing on the wedding day because they know that they can trust me that I can do my job well. Mm-hmm. Um, and just keeping it really personable all the way through as well. And just building a level of relationship. I don't mean you have to become best friends with people or, 
carry on a friendship after the wedding date, even though I feel like we have had that with quite a lot of people. Um, but yeah, just be really encouraging in the process because I know weddings can be like a stressful thing for people to plan. So they're already feeling like weighted by all the decisions and planning that they have to make. So, um, for me, yeah, just being really like gentle in the process as well. Um, and when it comes to like photographing them on the wedding day, yeah, just being really encouraging, um, and telling them that they're doing a great job. And I guess also just like addressing the elephant in the room that if they're not models, which most of people aren't that I'm photographing, that it's going to feel like awkward at the beginning and that the longer we, you know, do it, the more easy it will get. And yeah, just giving them direction. And yeah, that's kind of how I deal with that. But yeah, it's interesting. Like I haven't really had too many clients that I'm aware of unhappy with their photographs but the couple I have I felt like um it usually comes down to how they look in the photographs rather than um you doing my job yeah exactly me not doing my job well so it can be like a very like complex situation to work out and I just always think in those moments that I just have to be incredibly graceful towards them because they're already not feeling great um, about themselves and for me to be highly defensive um, is probably not going to help the situation so I always say I'm sorry you're feeling that way um, and then try to work out a solution and quite often it's all okay in the end mm-hmm. um, but yeah it's, it's interesting the couple that I have had that's I've ended up solving why they were unhappy ended up spending even more money with me and buying like several albums and things like that so yeah I think being really careful on how you tread through that period of time as well is like really important so what do you think women can bring to the table that men necessarily can't bring well um I guess it's like such a hot topic at the moment about like the capabilities of women compared to men vice versa but I still think that some that I mean, I think there's a person, there's personality traits that come into this job as well. Like some personalities probably do better than others in photography and especially in wedding photography. But I do also feel like there are men who are good at some things more than women and there are women who are that are better at other things than men. Um, But I feel like in females, there's quite like a nurturing um, side and being very aware of emotion. I'm not saying that men can't be like that, but I think it comes very naturally to most females. Um, and just always kind of have an ear to the ground by able to like pick up on emotion very quickly. Um, and you're usually dealing a lot with it on wedding days. What would you say to a woman that might want to start something, but might have a lot of barriers in the way? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like, especially since um, the workshops that I've run in the past, um, that generally a lot of women like the confidence to like be really ambitious. Um, but ambition doesn't mean you have to be like aggressive as well. And I know that a lot of women are doing this while they're raising children and have to stay at home and 
um, do that as well. So I feel like they're already juggling a lot of hats. Um, but I think, I think a woman are incredible at this job just as much as a man. And, um, yeah, I think it's absolutely fine to have a high level of confidence and ambition, like I just said, um, to, to run a business and we are capable (laughs) and, um, it's, I think one really great thing is that we are willing to ask for a helping hand and bend with other other females and um, ask for help when we need. And I think that's one thing that um, is vital is being able to um, ask for someone else's input because quite often we're working by ourselves and it's been amazing to see the community that's evolved in our industry. Um, and like even through just like Facebook groups and things like that um, and through workshops and other organizations, I guess. Um, yeah, and I, um, I think women are awesome <laughs> and um, yeah, they can totally do it. What do you think is the most important skills to have as an entrepreneur? I think having a very streamlined approach to business um, is important as an entrepreneur. And personally for me, I've decided to keep things not very complicated and simplify things by putting systems in place, Um, especially if you're wanting to grow beyond just yourself and bring someone on board. um, It's going to be much more easier if you have a system already in place to be able to show someone. Um, at times I think I'm not naturally great at business, but Dirk thinks I am. That's my husband. Um, but I think for me, um, simplifying has always been important and I, um, there are so many like things out there on the internet these days and apps that have been created that can really help you, um, at least come across professional, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, and that is, um, there's things like, I mean, I use Studio Ninja or there's, there's many different studio software applications out there that can um, really just um, make you look professional because, you know, it's like a nice hub for people to be able to see like their contracts and invoices and you can upload timelines and all these sort of things. So it keeps everything really nice and organized. Um, I think also... Um, for me and I think today um the way businesses have run in my opinion um keeping everything really relational based like I feel like gone are the days where you have to act like super professional like I'm not saying you have you can't be professional because I am professional in my job but for me that definition is more about how can I be relatable as well to people and approachable yeah it's not about yeah blowing your own horn and yeah yeah, fake it till you make it for me it's about how can I give people who are um, interacting with my business a genuine experience and um I think that's what it comes down to people want experience be more than anything these days um and you can see you can see it in so many successful businesses that are running and entrepreneurs and um yeah people want to play a part of the story Mm. so whatever that looks like 
use it to your advantage. Yeah. Okay. So here's a really tricky question for you. And <laughs> um, I know you shoot some amazing weddings. What have been your favorite wedding so far? Uh, it's always a bit difficult to decide that because there's so many like different elements. I think visually for me, the one I photographed in India would have been like a highlight for me. Um, and I think had the most impact on my business. Yeah. I remember seeing that wedding. It was really, it's a really cool wedding. And I still remember the photos from it. Um, when they were walking on the sand dunes in the desert, it's yeah, it's quite spectacular. What was it that you loved so much with that wedding? What I loved most about that is a lot of people were shoot, going and having weddings in like really like extreme destinations, whether it be in like Africa or um, I don't know, Paris or wherever. Not that I don't think that's a good idea, but um, what was special about this one was that they um, were missionary kids and they'd actually grown up in India themselves, even though they weren't Indian. Mm. Um, yeah, and so the the place had so much significance to them. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was really, really special to be a part of um, that wedding. Yeah, you had quite a lot of publicity from that wedding as well. Yeah, I did. So I guess that's been like a wedding that had the most impact on my business. I'm really... I mean, there was a few other things at the time, but mostly like, I felt like that and the images that came from that really um, yeah, shifted the business to another level. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, that was great. But that was over three years now, so time goes by quickly. So if our listener wants to see this photo and maybe see more of your work as well, there is a photo on my Instagram account, GirlPowerPod, and... There's a link to Danelle's Instagram profile as well, so you can see more of her amazing work, which I totally think you should have a look at. It's amazing. When you run your your workshops, I imagine there might be a lot of questions around where should I start or what do I do first or I want to take my business to the next level? What what should I focus on? I think for me, because there's so much noise around in our worlds these days, especially when it comes to running a business, you can get hooked up on so many things and taking certain shots for social media that, you know, is going to gain a lot of traction and things like that. But I, I always like to try and like think that you got to keep the main thing, the main thing. So focusing on your photography skills mm. as 101 and I think that's one thing I can say that I did well was I tried so hard to not get distracted um, at becoming a better photographer and I still am working at becoming a better photographer today mm. after doing this for nearly 10 years um, and yeah I think that hand in hand with giving clients a really slick and streamlined experience are the two things that I think are the most important um, to pursue mm. um, in your photography business. And yeah, um, it's so easy to be overwhelmed and distracted by lots of things out there these days. 
Yeah. So if you're constantly looking at, oh, what's so-and-so doing and their wedding photography now and how can I recreate that, Um, which is impossible Um, and it's only limiting yourself and your creativity. Have you noticed if there's a lot of wedding photographer that's trying to recreate your work? Um, I mean... I guess there probably has been, and I've seen a few. But, I mean, I understand how it happens, so I don't really, like, get so bothered about it. I think the thing that bothers me most is if I see people steal my images and put it up on their website. (laughs) It's, like, blatant, like, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, a massive problem. Yeah. And I've seen Some people have been so, like, lovely and have got my back and I know it's happened to a lot of photographers out there but yeah they're like I've just come across this person using their your photo for their marketing and it's like okay so you just like email them and I mean what quite often it's like the other person's probably already told them like that's not your photo and like their Instagram account gets deleted and yeah they can't they're pretty hard to get hold of Um, yeah (laughs) do you have a quote do you live by I'm not a huge words person, so <laughs> <laughs> you're more a picture person. Yeah, I'm more image based. So, <laughs> um, I think one thing that I've had for some time now is like more just some words that I keep my business grounded to, um, and I think it would. I just wanted it to be really simple um, and boil everything down, and it's kind of what I've talked about, and it's like to connect and to create, like those two things, um, well, those four words um, have been something that I always want to make sure remain in my photography and my business is to create an amazing image image bank or yeah, amazing images for couples and and also to connect with them along the journey mm. so yeah that's it I don't know if I really have any personal mantras myself <laughs> do you think it's important to have a great female role model to look up to yeah absolutely I feel um lucky that I have a lineage of like strong females in my family um, and capable women. Like my grandma and my mother have always been working women. Um, so I th- think that it's just naturally come down to me to work hard um, and that I'm capable to do the same amount as any man. Um, so naturally I've grown up in an environment Um, where that's been fostered within my life without even realizing Mm -hmm. it. And I always try and have um, someone in my life, whether it's just for a season or long-term, that I can go to and be mentored by Mm -hmm. in a personal sense, not just in business. And I have had the opportunity to meet some amazing women along the way who have really helped me with my business, whether it's just um, met for a coffee like I had, I think it was more at the beginning of the year, um, I emailed Catherine Wilson, who's a shoe designer, and I asked if I could have coffee with her, and she said yes. And, yeah, it was just amazing that I could have spent two hours just talking about all sorts of things and business and just, like, gleaning off all the wisdom that she has um, as an entrepreneur. And, yeah, so I think it's really important for anyone to always have a mentor or role models in your life that you can look up to. Kind of talking more beyond 
famous celebrities, yeah. <laughs> things like that, but someone that you can really rely on um, to talk about all areas of your life. Mm. Um, and I also love, um, I have a writer, Brene Brown, who's quite obviously famous. Um, she's like so inspiring to me, um, the way that she approaches life and all the philosophies with um, being vulnerable and yeah, whatnot. So for me, yeah, I think it's very vital. We kind of already touched on this question, but just shortly, how would you describe success? Yeah, like I said earlier, I think success is something where you've been able to define that yourself and you've decided what that is for your life um, rather than what the world says is success. Um, and it's not all about money. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what brings you happiness. Yes, we need money in this world to live and support ourselves. And, yeah, I want to make great money from my business mm. so we can have a good lifestyle for our future and make some wise investments. But yeah, it's not at the end of the day what brings um, happiness. And yeah, for me, yeah, being emotionally successful is just as important and more important actually mm. than anything. Mm. Um, and having a great family unit. Mm. At the moment, it's just Dirk, me, and the dog. <laughs> oh, we're a cute dog. He is very cute. <laughs> I have a few photography friends, so I took the opportunity to ask them what I should ask you. So here are some questions that I got from them. So you're running some female-only workshops, one that is called Her. What has been some of your response from running them? Um, I have received some not-so-nice emails in the past from men, um, but I think I've never... I'm, I'm very careful with what I say, and it's not my heart to ever say that if, that I think females are better than males. Um, it's about equality. And I feel like in the past women have suffered, especially when it comes to running their own business and careers. And I still feel like a lot of females really struggle with that. So I really felt and saw a need um, to bring and build confidence in women. And that was the purpose of the Power of Her workshops that I run. Um, And, yeah, it's been incredible to see so many women really take hold of what they've learnt and experienced at the workshops and done so well with their business. It's been incredible to watch. Um, but I don't only offer female workshops. I just do that one every year in Queenstown. And then I have another one in October in Brisbane that's for anyone Yeah. But it's interesting because no males have signed up. <laughs> it's just like 11 girls at the moment. But, um, yeah, I guess it's the risk of when you do push a female workshop. Maybe some people just then assume that all my workshops are females. But mm. I'm all for the man and I'm all for the female. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, it's about equality. And I think that's what people get confused with what feminism is. Mm. It's never about females before males. It's about equality. So, Yeah, I'm a feminist and I'm really yeah. 
passionate about women in business yeah. and being successful. Mm. Yeah. Would you say it's an advantage of being a woman or is it a disadvantage of being a woman running your own business? Um, I haven't really dwelled on that thought in the past. And yeah, in the past, I don't think there is. I think at the end of the day, females and males are both really amazing at this job. Um, and we all have, we have strengths in different areas. Um, yeah, so no. <laughs> Why do you think some women are more self-conscious or scared of being recognized as a career woman? Um, I think I just probably touched on that. It's probably because of the past on how women have been seen. Um, and I'm sure there's still a lot of women that experience that in this world that women are meant for home and being house homemakers. Um, and yeah, I think, I think it's changing, which is exciting. And it definitely, it definitely is, um, it's definitely a positive thing. Yeah. I think, I think also just naturally, um, a lot of men can be more driven. I don't know if it's testosterone or anything. They're just like very, just pedal to the metal and can just push a lot further than females in some things yeah 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 females are huge risk takers compared to a lot of men so that would be it every time I launch like a workshop I get sweaty palms I think no one's going to show up and buy a ticket but you know like it's it's learning to be brave and like yeah exactly it's learning to like push through that because that that's what it is about it's like pushing through that barrier Mm. of like doubt um and it can be scary at times whether it's any kind of decision to be made yeah. but yeah it's 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 complicated to a degree because i think it's the way we've been taught to over the past to see females and be a female mm. or whether it's a mix and it's a mixture with like how we're genetically made yeah <laughs> so cool um who would you like to hear on this podcast I don't know her name that but that Chloe girl I mentioned that's the um she must be about twenty the twenty eight year old that's the MP for the Green Party. Mm. I think she would have some interesting things to say. Um or Jacinda Ardern. <laughs> oh I know, she's already on my list. That would be amazing. Yeah, good. I feel like for some reason you could totally get her. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danal Buhain, for sharing your advice and your time with us. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Girl Power Pod. My name is Susanne Axelson. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and please give it a five-star rating. You can also follow Girl Power Pod on Instagram. It would really mean a lot to me to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So please email girlpowerpod at gmail.com. I would love to get your feedback and I respond to every email. In the next episode, I'm talking to recruitment expert and founder Dale Clearbird from Weirdly. We talk about the future of work, if robots are going to take over our jobs, or where you should start if you get a great business idea. See you then. <laughs>